You are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, a podcast for fans of the Cleveland baseball team, hosted by Quincy Wheeler. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can follow us at Guardian Fancasts on Twitter. Email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Here we are. We're headed into a new week, and it's another depressing week to be a Browns fan. And so far, not much better to be a Guardians fan because nothing's happening. But I feel like there's a good chance that something will happen for the Guardians in the next couple days. We're coming up to the December 1st deadline for the CBA. Uh, I see that things have been extended for non-tender candidates to possibly find a place on December 2nd, so a little bit of a longer period there. Non-tender candidates, meaning players that teams have decided, hey, we're not going to tender you a contract this year uh, and avoid arbitration with you where teams and players have to come to a conclusion on what they're going to pay and Go before, go before, you know, the mediators who will say, okay, here's what you're ultimately going to have to pay a player. The Guardians could possibly non-tender Mercado or Zimmer. I find Zimmer to be unlikely and probably Mercado also. Uh, some people think maybe the Guardians will non-tender Josh Naylor. I would say that's only going to happen if Josh Naylor's ankle is in really, really bad shape. I think the Guardians still believe in Josh Naylor, and I do too. I think Josh Naylor is going to be a good player eventually. I like his contact skills. I think he just needs to learn to swing it a little bit better pitches here and there, and he's going to be fine as a a player, probably eventually as a first baseman, full-time first baseman, but we'll see. We'll see, And, and I love his personality, of course. I'm pro Josh Naylor. And I think he'll figure it out. But the ankle thing is a concern, so hopefully that gets solved for him. A lot of free agent signings happened over the weekend. Mark Canna, Starling Marte, and Avisael Garcia being the main three of note for the Guardians. Players that I talked about uh, previously on the podcast as outfielders the Guardians might consider. But... I didn't necessarily expect them to sign any of those three. Avisail Garcia went for an incredible amount of money, four for 50, four, four years for fifty-four million, and I, uh, I just don't see how the guard, the Marlins paid that much. Kind of lets you know that the market for outfielders is pretty high, and so I think trades are probably being sorted out over a longer period of time. One thing to note is that most of the activity that's happened, almost all of it has been free agent signings. So I have a feeling that trades, which is where I expect the Guardians to be more active, are taking a little bit longer. I think you'll probably see some trades happen between today, Monday, uh, and Tuesday and Wednesday. I think you'll probably see some trades happen, but Um, Hard to say whether the Guardians are going to be involved in those trades or not. 
they may not make any moves before the lockout and then after the lockout's over you may see a ton of moves it'll be tough for guardians fans to head into the lockout not having seen them make any moves but i'm confident they're going to make moves i'm confident that they're going to consolidate some prospects and use those prospects to get a couple of decent bats the only remotely Guardians connected news I've seen so far is that Jan Gomes liked uh, some Guardians players' Instagram accounts. So I saw that on Twitter. So he uh, may be making some connections there. It doesn't really mean a ton. It could just be that Jan Gomes was bored one night on Instagram, was like, oh, hey, I'll follow some. Guardians players, I liked my time there and would enjoy seeing what these guys have to say. Or it could be that maybe he's considering coming back to the Guardians. I sus I was suspecting that the Guardians were probably going to find a player who's a little bit lesser than Jan Gomes, more of a vet backup who can hit a little bit, maybe not as good defensively, to go with Austin Hedges. I think a Jan Gomes signing would probably indicate that the Guardians want to split time between him and Austin Hedges, and I would be a fan of that because Austin Hedges is just not a good hitter at all while being an elite defender. But we'll see what happens. I know that Guardians fans probably are frustrated that the Guardians haven't made any moves for any of the players that have signed, but I'm not really concerned about that. Mark Canna and Sterling Marte and Avisel Garcia got some really great contracts. I don't know that if I was the Guardians, I'd be handing out those contracts to those specific players. Sterling Marte would be the one that I would most have wanted to come here. But Steve Cohen, owner of the Mets, is going over the top trying to get these guys to come there. And so that's what's going to happen. The Mets put together an interesting team right now. And speaking of the Mets, a lot of speculation that the Mets might be willing to look at trading one of their players that is a outfield potential guy. I don't know necessarily that that's true. Uh, they're definitely putting together a great team for this year, but would they be willing to take one of their hitters and consolidate that hitter for prospects, for somebody maybe who's close to the big leagues to add some depth? I don't necessarily know if it's a winning strategy to make your play for a Met. Uh, the Mets haven't exactly been a successful team over the past couple of years, but hey, um, doesn't mean that some of their players might not thrive if they get off that team and onto a different team. I don't know, but I thought we'd play a game today called um, Which Met Do You Want? And so I'm going to give you some statistics for three different Mets, and you can tell me which one you'd like the Guardians to sign. So here we go. Let's play Which Met Do You Want? Our first Met. Put up 130 WRC plus in 2021. His last full season, he put up 2.4 WAR with a 137 WRC plus and 22 homers. He's entering his first year of arbitration, turns 29 this year, and so he's under control through 2024. So that's your first option. Entering in through the second door. Our second Met put up 166 WRC plus in 2020. He was double digits in homers the last three years. 
He's only 26 years old and entering his first year of arbitration. And our third Met has a career WRC Plus of 126 in Major League Baseball. He's turning 30 this year, entering his first year of arbitration. He hit 23 homers in 2019, strikes out only 12% of the time, and he's the only player of these three who is above average defensively. Which Met do you want? Now, if you're trying to parse through what's going on here, you'll probably note that the more details I provide with the player, the better that player probably is. I spent a little time last night trying to come up with the best statistics that I could get for each of these players to convince us that they should be coming to the Guardians, that we should make a big trade to get them. And the first player that I mentioned is J.D. Davis. So J.D. Davis had a really great 2019 where he put up 137 WRC plus and 2.4 war. And he's uh, put up a pretty good year last year, but was only in 73 plate appearances. So he had some injury trouble. He is not a good defender. He is in the bottom percentile for defenders in the outfield. And so I really think he's probably a DH. Unless the Guardians are looking at him and saying, well, if we have straw in center field and a good defender in right, we can stick him in left and survive. We can split time with Fran Mill, Reyes at DH. Uh, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. And the other player is, the second player is Dominic Smith. Dominic Smith put up 166 WRC plus in 2020, had a good year in that shortened season, probably his best year. The double digits in homers have been 10 homers, 11 homers, 11 homers. So that's not really saying a lot about home runs. He also is a terrible defender, had a bad year last year. Again, I just don't know unless they're saying, hey, you know, we can stick him in left and strong center will help cover for that. I don't really know if they make that kind of deal. The third player about whom I gave the most information is Jeff McNeil, who famously had an argument with Francisco Lindor where the New York Post, which, take that with a grain of salt, reported that Lindor grabbed him by the throat, and they were arguing in the dugout, in the tunnels of the dugout. So it's possible that maybe the Mets want to move on from McNeil. They're like, well, it's not really working here in this clubhouse. But he's going to cost a good bit in prospects because he's a good hitter and he's going to be a good hitter. He had a little bit of a down year last year, but overall he's a solid hitter and he can play second base, he can play third base, he can play in the outfield, left field or right field. Uh, he only strikes out, like I said, 12% of the time, which is way better than J.D. Davis or Dominic Smith, who are those typical 20 to 30% strikeout guys that we kind of see a lot of in Major League Baseball. So for me, the answer is clear. It's player number three. Jeff McNeil is the player that I'd want the Guardians to go after if they're going to go after a Met. I don't know for sure if that's going to happen, but he's certainly somebody that would be on my list to target. I, again, hope that we see something in the next couple of days. I tried to put off this podcast as long as I could just to check and see if any moves happened, but I suspect that something might happen 
I mean, bold for me to say, because something could happen anytime. Something might happen today or tomorrow. I feel like we'll probably see at least one move take place. And again, it's hard to say if the Guardians are going to consolidate everybody right now, because it just seems like a ton of free agent movement is happening. And there's probably going to be a lot of settling of free agents before we actually see the Guardians start to make moves for trades because teams are waiting to see where the free agents go before they know if certain players are going to be available in trades. So that's kind of where I see things currently, and we'll see how things develop as the offseason goes on. This week, just wanted to give you a little preview. We're going to have some conversations with people from other teams. Uh, we're going to take a look and see what other trade options might be out there. So talk to some other fans of other teams who have trade options. We're going to talk to folks that have written uh, great pieces about future guardians. And mainly that's going to be uh, Patrick Ellington. I'm going to have a conversation with him today and we'll get that posted this week so we can hear about a great article he wrote about George Valera. Make sure that you check out Pat at Tangible Uno on Twitter and um, make sure you check out the great baseball writing that he's doing. He wrote a sensational article about George Valera that you won't want to miss. And of course, he's one of the Guardian's top prospects. If you're listening to this and you'd like to be involved in a fan interview, just for us to hear about your Cleveland baseball experience, just remember I'm trying to collect those. Anybody who's out there that would like to share about how they became a Cleveland baseball fan, what it kind of means for you to be a Cleveland baseball fan and what your favorite memories are and what you're looking forward to in the coming year. I'd love to hear from you. And so would everyone who likes to listen to this podcast. And as the weeks go on, as we head into this dull stretch, that's likely ahead from the lockout, I'll be continuing to stay with you and we'll take a look back at the previous season. We'll take a look at some of the players on the guardians roster and take a a closer examination of what to expect from them and what we have in these different players. So I hope you'll be interested in hanging out with us over the next month as we kind of put up with whatever's going on with the lockout. I read some articles this weekend where it's pretty clear that we're headed into a lockout, but there are some positive signs that it's not going to take forever. Famous last words as the lockout will take until February, I'm sure. But there were at least some positive signs that, hey, things are going to get hammered out here eventually. Well, I hope that you're having a great week following Thanksgiving as we head into this season of Hanukkah, season of about to celebrate Christmas. This holiday season, I hope, will be a great experience for you. And maybe we'll get a special Christmas gift this week from the Guardians. We'll have to wait and see. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. Music is provided by purpleplanet.com. That is purple-planet.com. Our intro song is purchased, licensed from pond5.com.